everybody, and welcome to the Future Break Podcast. My name is Peter. And my name is Serge. <laughs> and you're listening to the podcast where we discuss emerging technology, human behavior, and what it all means for the future. So thank you all for listening in to episode 10 now. Yeah, we're in the double we're digits We're in the double now. digits, man. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, all of you listeners have been consistent listening with us. Thank you so much for your new time listeners, because we are seeing you increase every every week which i really appreciate yeah thank you for coming out um, and listening to us all right man well peter i gotta i gotta start this one here with kind of a i don't know kind of a a dream for a lot of people i would think um and really let me ask you this question what if we could pull energy from the sky pull just just not have to generate it not have to do anything but we just take the electricity or the energy that's in the sky and then convert it into usable energy uh, what would you say to that <laughs> that sounds cool i mean there's a part of me that imagines like this massive funnel that's like sucking in a cloud or something like that and spitting <laughs> yeah. out something on the side but so yeah. this is an actual patent that's out there it's called the um, apparatus for utilization of radiant energy. Okay. And there's another one that's the method of utilization radiant energy. And so, um, basically, this patent, what it does, and the intention of it is to have the en- the energy that's trapped between the Earth and its upper atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's called the ionosphere, and essentially transform it into an electric current. So there's a bunch of electricity or charge around the earth if you can imagine okay and we would take this energy and convert it into usable electricity so um the sun has a lot of energy actually this is crazy here the sun is potentially charged with 200 billion volts of energy that's a lot of volts and the earth is negatively charged so we've got a perfect way to um it's like a battery yeah it is like a battery the sun is a positive earth is the negative and we got this crazy battery thing going on here um and what you know this is what was what's called cosmic energy that we could pull from the sky literally um and we can even pull it at night because the sun still sends cosmic rays that you're able to um pull from you know, they're like the infrared rays or whatever. Right. So now let me tell you this, that this patent was filed March 21st, 1901 by none other than Nikola Tesla. Okay. I was going to say who's, who filed that? Yeah. Nikola Tesla came up with a way to suck energy out of the sky for free in 1900s. <laughs> And I think we've, and the the sad thing is this has never been quite um, proven or established. Right. But we are still running into a need or running into a, a want to have this type of, you know, energy availability, I guess, if you could say. So so who owns the, the patent then? Well, when he died, a lot of the patents were transferred to um, actually the government. <laughs> what? Yeah, there's 
This okay, you could go down some rabbit holes here. There's some conspiracy theorists that said, you know, government <laughs> like he invented what they call the death ray, actually. Oh, really? Nikola Tesla, yeah. <laughs> so the government actually owns some of these patents where they haven't released it right. um, okay. to the public because, again, they're they're classified. And so um, you can do some – you can do your own research on that. But All right. um, essentially, yeah, they're, they're trying to f- – there's, there's people that are still trying to figure out if this is legit, if this would actually be possible. Possible. So it's basically taking static electricity from the sky and and making it into a usable source that could turn on your lights or power up your phone. Well, that would be amazing. I mean, which I know that we'll get into some of the complications probably with that a little bit. Yeah. Storing that energy, but... That would probably change the the entire world, I would think, right? Indeed. Indeed. And I understand why Elon Musk... His name's, his name's company Tesla. Tesla, yeah. Like that, I mean, how far of a harebrained idea did that sound back he, then, he, right? Yeah, he, he's an amazing, um, he's just an amazing visionary that was, I would I would say, a good century ahead of his time. Like, he was so far, he created, um, he really, he invented the radio. People say Marconi did, but Marconi used like, six of his patents to make his radio invention work. He created um, the, like, RC stuff, right? So, like, RC cars and oh, yeah. planes and all yeah, that. Yeah. He, he invented that. He invented that. Anyways. Thank you, Tesla. Tesla is an amazing guy. But uh, today we're talking about something a little bit different, um, but ties really well into what Tesla wanted and what you know energy generation and and really the other side of that it's storage right right so we're talking about batteries today we're talking about batteries so how does a battery work right yeah well i I feel like that's an important component of this yeah i i I have to go back to my high school days and i totally forgot all about this but um there was a great video that was recently released by by nova um david pogue which Little trivial note about Nova. Nova is also back to high school days. Yeah, inspired me and another boy to build a live working trebuchet. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's like, awesome. That could, let me tell you, throw a cabbage and make it just and it worked. Just explode. Dude, that's awesome. With a 220-pound... Anyways, Nova is a... Ama- I don't know. It made me made me found a new love with Nova again. Because, yeah, I watched this video, too. Yeah. So, I think... There's a section in here that we're going to try to play for you all, just to maybe hopefully explain this. And this is by Dave, David Pogue, um, is the is the guy talking, who's given this scenario where he's like, washed up on a beach, he's like, I got this cell phone, and now what do I do type thing? Like, how do I charge it? Yeah. How do I charge it? That's to make this phone work, I need a portable source of electrical power. I need a battery. Hmm, what do I remember about batteries? A battery always has a positive electrode, a negative electrode, with something called an electrolyte in between. When there's an external connection between the two sides, the battery starts working. 
First, the negative side reacts with the electrolyte and the electrons are set free. As they travel through the circuit, they do useful things like produce light. When they reach the positive side, the electrons are reabsorbed. Chemical reactions, where one material gives up electrons to another, are common. That's what happens when a fire burns, or rust forms, or even when you breathe. So building a battery isn't that hard. All you need are the right materials, like the kind of stuff you might find on a beach. <laughs> and this is where I love David Pogue. He's he, yes. he brings the the funny element to to really what he talks about, and he <laughs> he literally charges he gets his battery charged using materials on the beach. Yeah, he gets like a, what is it aluminum cans? Yes, and uh, aluminium for those of you in in the <laughs> UK. And uh, makes little batteries out of them and gets like 20 of them. And, and uh, actually, it works. It but works. Completely agree. Yeah. So, batteries are really, really important. And we see that more and more often nowadays where I think we're getting to a point where um, we figured out how to make the energy, right? We figured out there's lots of ways whether it's coal whether it's you know even nuclear whether it's hydro right we make it but right now we make it on on demand so right now if i if i flip on my light switch there's no basically getting back to the to the plant it's generated or it's turned on on demand so if a lot of people start turning on their lights and using electricity well the energy company then has to increased production at that specific point like it, it's which we would pro- i think that's what we call peak usage yeah times, yep, peak usage time yep. so basically how that works right now is there's no there's no essential there's no really good long-term storage or is there of all the energy that we can make and then we can just turn it on on demand right because right now it's it's all done basically based on demand and it goes up and down and up and down and up and down. Well, all the time. Basically, what we're saying is currently right now it's it's not really stored as a battery. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Um, I took a tour of a coal power plant in Rochester where I grew up, um, Rochester, Minnesota, and yeah, they had four, like four generators there, and all of them were like you know. One was in the 50s, one was in the 60s, like all yeah. this. Um, and to your point, peak usage, the, where the expense started to incur is like now you have to start using maybe some backup systems right. that are older right. that aren't as efficient, but yet take as much energy to even fire or... They, re- they require more compared to the newer technology. And so I think that's why you see some of the. I understand now why that's a little bit more of like higher expense. There's just there's more stuff that has to happen exactly for that to work, yeah. right? So yeah. evening that out is where the battery could potentially come on a scale of that magnitude. Yeah, right? yeah. So. so yeah, we you know I think the big the big battery that you're probably all thinking of is the lithium ion battery. Yes, um, it's it's in your phone. Um, it's, it's, in, it's in your laptop. Right it's in now. your laptop. Yep. It's in your, um, power tools, cameras, cameras, I mean, point shoots typically. Yeah. It's, it's in a lot of things and it's kind of wonderful, um, that we've, we're able to use 
the materials from the earth, lithium, you right. know, all, all these metals, and basically figure out a way that we can not only like use it, but also recharge it. So we can, can you, cause can you imagine like, you know, you have to, the battery's dead and you just throw it away. Your phone is, I mean, and we had, we have some phones still today that have, you know, replaceable batteries, but a lot of things don't anymore. I mean, you have a lot of the newer laptops, like they're, they're built in. They're and, built in. Yeah. And so you're just, you know, you're using them and you're. At least it's not a simple process to get them replaced. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, lithium is kind of amazing, but there's some down, there are some downsides to lithium, right? Oh my goodness. And we will make sure to link to that video from David Pope. Yeah. But, but um, how about this? Can we, can we see if we can maybe describe the battery and how the lithium battery can and its complications maybe a little bit? Okay, here? we're going to take a stab at this because I right. so, was telling and, Peter. And I just want to, and I want to try to make this so much so everybody can understand this. Um, some of you probably understand this completely, but just in case you don't, just imagine like a small, if we'll, t- we'll give the example of a box, um, like a packaging box is like the, the, the shell of a battery. Yep. Okay. Um, Imagine, um, I don't know, let's say two points that, I want to say two popsicle sticks sticking in one side, sticking on the other side type thing. And those are the electrodes. Electrodes. The negative and the positive. The negative and the positive, right. And then you have the wires coming out. And, or honestly, you can think of the car battery that you have in your car, right? There you go. Okay. That's a little bit different tech. That's different tech. Okay. But But that's a good visual. Yeah. yeah. We're talking lithium here right now. Yeah. So that's that's not that <laughs> but uh um what happens then is you know the wires that are coming out and that and then wires connect to the light or whatever and that powers the light which actually helps you understand how the energy gets dissipated from the battery yeah then. yeah totally. i don't know why it just it, it just clicked in a whole it new totally way did, yeah um like oh so that's how the battery drains over time yeah. right um but then there's these electrolyte material right yeah in, I just want to make sure I'm using the right terminology in between. So if you imagine filling it with, with, with water, let's just say, for example, just imagine this box now contains a bunch of water. That's electrolyte material. But in this case, it's, it's something typically different. Um, and then there's a little bit of a barrier between the, the negative electrode and the yeah. positive. There's a membrane. There's a membrane there. So it can pass... Energy can kind of pass, but you don't want them to touch. Right. Because what happens when they touch, Peter? Oh, my goodness. They go boom. They go boom. <laughs> like, it, and it's, it's scary. I mean, that's, that's why you had the Galaxy Note 7 recall, from yeah. what I understand. Yeah. Because um, there's probably a little more complication to that, from what I understand. You need to give the shell casing of your phone some room for the battery to expand yep. as it heats up. Yep. If you don't, that compresses it, which makes sense now how that's like a laid, laid flat right. lithium ion. And so the negative and the positive touch and you get you get you get a um a very big safety hazard. Um and depending on how many of these you stack up and try this, you can go on YouTube right now and watch people stabbing um their lithium batteries yeah, with, that's... with nails and stuff like that. And yeah, that's, that's, fire that's, just erupts immediately. That's a death wish right there. That's <laughs> I saw some of those videos. I mean, those like you're. I, and the other one that we saw on the on the David Poe video was, 
a guy had an e-cig in his pocket and it explodes yeah, in the a gas station. In a gas station, yeah. That's crazy to think that, okay, I'm carrying a device that has like this chemical reaction happening mm-hmm. all the time in my pocket. And now, you know, God forbid anything happens and it explodes in my pocket. And it, it, it's happened a lot of times before too. Which, and this is where the thing is, I don't feel like was very answered very well. And I have little questions about is, Imagine that now in your car and you hit a head-on collision. Yeah. I feel like those things are going to touch. Yeah. Well, so Tesla, the Tesla Model S, they've had a couple collisions. Yes. And there's there was one pretty famous video um where this vid- this car had a collision and um the battery essentially started to um burn actually and so by the by the wheel well you could see like the 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 batteries the car starting on fire and oh boy the the thing about the tesla though is they've they've done some safety upgrades to make it where where hopefully won't do that anymore um and we'll talk about some more battery upgrades in general here about ways that we can actually get away from this electrolyte, this fluid material in there that causes the phone to, or or the battery rather, to expand and, and contract, because that's super dangerous. Right, and and that's and that's one of the biggest issues with lithium batteries, from what I understand, just because of the safety concerns. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what are some other things that we should be in mind with the batteries here, Serge? I see you put some things down. Yeah, so you know, there's a couple things that are. There's there there's always a I feel like we have the the idea of how a battery should theoretically work down pretty well and now it's a point where we're experimenting with different um materials and different manufacturing techniques Big, um, bigger better and safer yeah. Which slightly sounds like an oxymoron a little bit when you think about it. Right. We're talking more storage, more energy. Yeah, anyways, yeah. Well, I think the key that the key thing that you want is density, energy density. So mm. in the battery, you don't want you know, you don't want it to be let's say like, I don't know, two inches two inches thick or whatever, two two millimeters thick, but then it doesn't have an, enough energy to power it up so you want to have a thicker density of that actual battery of the stuff that's inside and so right now it's the electrolytes are really um they are that's that's where the dangerous part is so they're looking at inventing and and they're they're already working on solid electrolyte batteries so basically they use a different type of material um in in the battery, and you can see in the in the video, you can, David just takes a scissors and starts cutting the lithium ion battery. There's like a small, you know, there's a like a or pouch pun- or punching it with. A, yeah, yeah. With there's a, a pouch, and then he's punching it, cutting it. I mean, he's and the crazy thing is, it still works. Like the electricity still generates for you know. I think they had like a test light or something like that. So. I think that's kind of the next revolution that we're going to start seeing is batteries that are a lot safer and a lot more energy dense. That means that they can be, they can have a lot more capacity. So, you know, we'll, we'll probably get thinner batteries with more capacity, which is really awesome because that's what everyone wants. Will they be safer? I think so. 
Yeah. And that's the key. I think um, we're, we're kind of at the cusp of figuring out how to mass produce these, you know, solid state electrolytes that will enable the, the batteries to, to be safer and to not explode and to, you know, actually pack some more power in them as well. And so um, one of the materials that, that uh, is talked about a lot with batteries is graphene. So do you know what you know what graphene is? Kind of. Kind of. Okay. Graphene is a one atom thick layer of carbon. And it's in a hex in a like a hex um layout, I guess. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. And so the crazy thing is you can actually they <laughs> I've seen some videos of people taking like shavings from a pencil. And uh, putting it on a on a DVD, and then writing on that DVD, and that actually creates like a thin layer, a film of graphene. It's it's kind of it's kind of wild. It's really weird. Yeah, <laughs> and so um, you know, graphene is is we're trying to figure out again. We're trying to figure out a way that we can have this energy storage solution using better technology that's right. safer mm-hmm. and so graphene is one of the things and um basically they're trying to figure out again how to how to take that and go um to to add it to add it in and, and actually layer the layer the batteries in a different way that allow them to be more flexible um let's say you know allow them to be more of a more of a more of a safer and more of a um conductive material as well so that's kind of where where, where graphene comes into play well, here does it would you be able to store more energy then inside of that yeah okay yeah so graphene is is porous and you can do you know they there you can store more energy more more carbons and the way that it's it's shaped it basically helps to you know receive more of the energy in there and okay. and store it yeah. But currently we don't necessarily have an active battery of this type. Well, there there's there I'm were, sure there's testing. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of and that's what I'm saying we're at the cost is a lot of I think we've figured out a good direction and a good vision for mm-hmm. for future batteries, but um a lot of it is still okay, how do we get the cost down? Right. To make these batteries super cheap? How do we um how do we figure out how to mass produce graphene? Because that's another problem. I mean, you, you're not going to be writing DVDs on it, you know. Right. Um, so, and there's a couple companies out there. One of them, um, switching gears a little bit here, is called Zapgo. So Zapgo, just doing some of the research, um, they've developed a, a graphene supercapacitor which is a type of storage it's kind of like a battery it's just there's some nuances and differences between that but they've developed a supercapacitor um that they advertise that will charge your phone in five minutes so no more <laughs> no more people which is pretty crazy yeah no more people sitting at the you know, at the airport oh, and, man, and the plugged airport. in and like, you see that everywhere, right? 
you're sitting by you're you're uncomfortable because you have to sit by the power cord and you're charging your phone and so imagine you plug it in for five minutes yeah totally charged mm-hmm. that's cool that's cool yeah so i think we're we're again we're getting at the to the point where this stuff is going to become a reality more and more and more well, i like that idea yeah i like that idea how does that change um phones even well now this is more so in the lithium world but one of the things i discovered was there was this accidental discovery uh that this um like liquid batteries where we currently right now for example your laptop is a great mm-hmm. example mm-hmm. you you can charge it over and over and over and over again but yeah. theoretically there's a certain life cycles of recharges that yeah. you can have before it becomes like okay i'm hardly getting any use out of this thing right, right. Um, it degrades over time it degrades over time so there's um this team uc irvine that found a system that like was able to change the basically the number of cycles charge cycles okay to much higher amounts really so you like for example i think they want to say well you're good for a thousand recharges on your yeah i think that's 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 pretty accurate which i'm still trying to understand is like does that mean it has to go all the way down to zero or what does that mean exactly or not even matter yeah lithium doesn't have the memory aspect of it like other battery types so you don't have you don't like it's it's a misconception that you have to plug in your phone or your you know drain it completely and then you know start the memory cycle it doesn't have that so you should be able to go ahead and use the you know the lithium batteries without any of that going on right well there's there's some hope that this could even potentially even for some consumer electronics um, i mean this is ex- insane amount of times but 400 times the uh, longer um and wow it's just it, right it's it's exciting to think about that um that you could basically coat this battery in kind of a thicker gel to reduce that wear yeah basically um with all the char- uh recharging cycles and uh i like that idea I, I really do i think that's one thing that based on how we've been talking what we've been researching here lithium isn't going away right right, right. so if there's a way that we can somehow kind of do that to help the lithium battery at least even have more cycles of charging i also realize what that does then for your for your apple phone that you get every two years it's like well this thing is holding the charge pretty good still yeah i don't need two, i don't need, do a, I new do phone? need a new phone i mean <laughs> I don't know. The upgrade cycle is now five years not right. not two so you know well unless you want you know you want the newest one obviously which everyone does well, i do <laughs> pretty much every year I the newest right. one, so anyways yeah so um another interesting thing that i found was there's a so let, let me explain. I, I think I did a terrible job of explaining supercapacitors in, earlier. Okay. Basically, this is what I kind of found, is that they use um, static electricity rather than chemistry to store energy. So that's the big differentiator. You know, whereas lithium-ion uses 
they use chemistry, like the right. you know the electrolyte and all that stuff. So inside the capacitor, there's two conducting metal plates with an insulating material called a dielectric in between them, and then um, charging the capacitor is like rubbing a balloon, basically, and 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 making it stick to you, like rubbing a balloon on your shirt, for example, making it stick to your shirt. Okay. Um, positive and negative electro- electrical charges build up the plates, and then they separate between them, which prevents them from coming into contact, and that's what it stores the energy. So that's what an electro- that's what a supercapacitor okay. is. Um, now, we're already seeing a lot of these actually in 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 the real world um there is a company out there um that okay so the hybrid supercapacitor bus in shanghai so you know when you hit the brakes there's a thing called regenerative regenerative braking where when you hit the brakes there's basically because of the force of the or the the force of the of the bus traveling and you're and you're trying to stop this huge bus let's say you're able to then generate electricity or generate power by hitting the brakes because it and it stores that power yeah yeah and it stores that power in these super capacitors that charge up really quickly and then they they go down really quickly as well i know this is related at all but i feel like there was even a car that was advertised back in the day where you would it would like charge yeah. itself going down the hill, yeah, to give you energy to get back up the next hill, like it like a hybrid type model, right? yeah, yeah. I, the hybrid models, like the um, the Prius, they have regenerative charging. Okay, uh, yeah. Tesla has it. You know, yeah, a yeah. lot of the electric cars have it because it makes a lot of sense. You know, as you're, why not use braking to your advantage? You know, and 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 do that. So <laughs> okay, well, and okay. So there's some other things here with batteries um, I want to talk about. Specifically, this this does go back to the Nova video, just to highlight. There's other things out there looking for storage. There's also something called um, like flow batteries, which is basically the concept of... Um, it reminds you a little bit of what Tesla's idea was, except it's more, of, it's more different. It's like a, two liquids instead. Imagine two big containers of of liquid with your negative and your positive. They got that thin membrane in the middle, that type of thing. And it just keeps cycling over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, and so that's one thing that is exciting to think about. Of course, once again, that does go back to the fact of, is there, I don't know if that can really store energy or if it just sounds like a constant um, power source, basically. Uh, still at the end of the day we need we need uh ways to store this energy uh, you had talked about just the fact of what would it mean if we could store energy for well you said 10 years yeah there's a part of me that just imagines what would it do if we stored energy for a month if we're if we're producing that much more than we're taking in what happens yeah so th- this you know this thought came to me like okay let's again we 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 make energy on demand, mm-hmm. right? So we either, let's say we're, it's a hydroelectric dam. We either make the water flow, you know, more rapidly through the, through the dam, sure. yep. open up the dam, the floodgates, yep. or we close the floodgates because we don't need to use, make that much energy. 
what if we kept the floodgates open max at all time? What people are using, we, we send to them, but what they're not using, we store away. You know, like California would love this, I think. They're having blackouts all the time. And, and, and imagine storing up a month, like you said, okay, not even 10 years, but a month of extra energy that if anything were to happen, if the, you know, something breaks in the dam that you can't actually use it, you're okay because you have all this energy stored up and people are then pulling from, not from the dam or from the source of the energy generation, but they're actually pulling then from the batteries or the storage units. That changes a lot, I think. Yeah, I agree. And I think some people would, okay, let's take it a step further. Let's, let's build, let's, let's just say, let's build a nuclear power plant that will actually specifically work on making the energy and storing it away almost like a reserve. Yeah. You know, we have reserves with a lot of things, right? With, we have an oil reserve. Now we we could theoretically have a energy reserve, electricity reserve. Yeah, no, I, (laughs) I think it's funny that you brought that up. My uncle is a nuclear engineer. And so he works at the nuclear power plant in Pine Island, near nearby Red Wing, uh, Minnesota, okay, in the Midwest, okay. Um, and yeah, I've, I mean, those things produce a ton of energy, and obviously, I know there's a lot of mystery behind that of what all that means for potential issues and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, but um, if there's a way to harness that energy, regardless of even the, where the energy, like if it's coming from nuclear or whatever. Yeah. Um, because here in, in South Dakota, we have sometimes been called uh, the the Saudi Arabia of wind. That's true. Um, that was Hillary Clinton who said that, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, uh, and... We have, I mean, it, well, I'll be honest, here in South Dakota, it just seems like it blows all the time. It like, does. Like the wind is always here. So is there a way to harness that energy? Yes. But for unforeseen things that I think is just, I think is very important to realize when people have criticized solar and wind, I'm starting to understand the reason why that is. Like you're, 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 you're depending yeah. on environments that aren't consistent. And you can controlled. burn coal and burn coal consistently. Right. You can um, f- split atoms and all sorts of stuff in nuclear. Consistently. You can, consistently. Yep. When it comes to wind and it comes to solar, you're dependent on the sun. You're dependent on wind. Yep. We don't have wind every day here. So there's something to be said about that. And at the end of the day, this is why this battery conversation is important because this is how do we store it. Yeah. properly yeah now you have in here um tesla on the power wall which yeah. just i remember when this came out i remember the conference that he did where yep. the power wall was this battery system concept where you basically took the battery off the tesla car and you could slap it one or as many as you want on the side of your wall in and, your garage in your garage yeah. and then there's the solar panels that we've talked about in like an episode, I want to say uh, three with our home. Yeah. Yeah. We did talk um, about that. Yeah. 
where you could have solar panel uh, basically uh, shingles basically yep. and so you could be power energy you could be stored in the power wall and this is where it becomes helpful then because maybe you're 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 storing that energy and you can use it maybe at the peak usage times which reduces your cost so everything stays yeah. in constant flow i think there's a there's also like talking about that there's also a kind of a you know, a desire to get off the grid in some cases. And well, right. Self-sustaining I mean, sounds awesome. Yeah. Like you're living in a farm, let's say, because we have tons of farms around here. True. You know, you're you're going to be probably with your local co-op. Um, typically, co-ops prices are more expensive than, you know, a, a, a for-profit electric company. You know, I, I know we moved, when we moved from one, one side of the... When we moved, basically, we had... Mm-hmm. We were moved into a service area that was serviced by co-op. And so our prices for electricity have jumped up. Not right. not terribly, but, right, yeah. but still, you know, there's a noticeable noticeable jump. Um so that got me thinking, I'm like, well, what if I install a solar panel on my on my on my house? And what Tesla's really done is they've built the infrastructure. Okay, you got your solar panel, that's great. It works during the day, it doesn't work during the night. But now you can take that energy that you create during the day, during the day in the solar panel, store it in this power wall, and boom at night you're you're basically on your own and so and they've created the 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 shingles too the the power the roof mm-hmm. and so their roof actually works like it's just and we talked about this in, in the other episode too is I mean imagine a pack of shingles. But instead of shingles, it's glass, and it's essentially a solar roof. Is and that's what they call it—a solar roof. It looks beautiful, and it's more durable. Yeah, and it, and it plugs into the power wall, so you've got this. You you literally can be one hundred percent off the grid. You can actually feed back into the grid. You can actually sell your energy back to the companies that you know. If there's a peak, you you just have to clear it off during snowstorms. Yeah. <laughs> So, but um, the other thing I wanted to mention about Tesla is they're building what's called the Gigafactory. Yeah. You've heard about this, right? Well, yeah, because as of right now, um, I think people said if we took all the battery, I want to say battery production yeah, um, that we have. I, I can't remember this, but it was it was something ridiculous. Like it would only power 10 minutes of the grid. Yeah. Right? Yep. The battery storage that we currently have set up, it would only power 10 minutes of the grid. And obviously, that's we we, we can't have that. So, yeah. um, the gigafactories, someone even attempt to produce this stuff at mass scale very quickly. Yeah. So, imagine this. So, in, in the Nevada desert, Tesla, in partnership with Panasonic, they're building the world's largest building. Okay, so the Boeing Everett plant, I've actually been there. I've, been, I've driven by it. It's this massive plant where they build Boeing's, you know, airplanes. Um, the Gigafactory is going to be even bigger than that. On top of that, it's going to have all solar panels on the roof. So it's going to be completely sustainable by itself, which is amazing. You're running this massive factory with solar. 
And if they need to, they can just take some power walls and yeah. And I'm sure they have all that built in there right. too, that yeah. to store all that. So they're they're going to be hundred percent, you know, twenty four seven, right? Renewable and all that stuff, hundred uh, percent available in that sense. And the reason they're building this is because they're putting the big bet on the Model Three, which is Tesla's thirty five thousand dollar, you know, consumer friendly. You and I you know, the electric car. Right. And so to make it, to make it actually at scale and to make it where it makes a lot of sense and to bring down the price, they have to make a lot more batteries. And so they're building this gigafactory that is going to be able to do that. And it's going to be, it's going to be, I mean, they're calling it, they're saying that it's going to be uh, faster than bullets from a machine gun. That's the battery production levels. You know, think about that. They're building this massive factory that's going to build these batteries. And and so we're going to start seeing a lot and a lot more batteries out there, a lot right. more like, you know, like I said, experiments and, and, and ways to tweak those and make them last. And who doesn't want a car, electric car? It's true. You know? Well, there's a lot of people that currently do not want an electric car. Okay. But I, speaking for myself... I've I've had car problems. Right. You've you've had car problems, right? Electric car problems. <laughs> Let me repeat that to you, sir. Yeah, Electric right. car problems. Okay. This doesn't solve the issue here. Um okay, I mean but electric car problems in a engine operated vehicle. Think uh, think about okay. Vehicle, think but, about how much you spend a year um maintaining your car, filling it up. Probably over ten thousand dollars, right? With electric car, I mean, you, you, okay, mm, spark yeah, plug, I maybe, yeah, yeah. That's that. On average, it was like ninety five hundred dollars. I think on average, I read a fact. Um, I might bring the average down, but <laughs> but nonetheless, no. I see your point, though. Yeah, I see your point. Oil change, right? Every three months or every three thousand miles. Yeah. You know, if if like you have so many moving parts in a standard car that Mm -hmm. you're, I mean, one thing breaks, you got to replace it. Whereas electric car, you've got a tiny electric motor and a battery pack. And that's about it. That's about it, man. I know. I know. And that's, and it gets software updates too. Yeah. Going back to episode two, you don't really own your car though in the end because it's software at that point in time. Right. But, it's it's really appealing, I think. It's, it's going to be appealing for a lot more I know. people, too. Uh, there, there's a part of me that actually looks really forward to having an electric car. Um, and, yes. Um, one last thing. Uh, let's let's get into our future... Um, yeah. Yeah. Future breakdown. Future breakdown. So, my view on this, I will say, they're just recently... In, uh, I can't find too much information about this. There's a company that is saying we're gonna blow tesla out of the water like that's literally what they're saying okay um, good luck right i say good luck at the same time i have seen companies more and more begin to try to take him on a little bit yeah which is, is good competition is good in this area is it lucid lucid or faraday future no well that's what yeah with the car stuff yes okay yeah with the with the battery power, I want to say it's even an Australian company. Um, 
that they are talking about when we talked about the electrolyte material, things yeah. like that. If I understand correctly, they were talking about like silicone, yeah, or something yeah. like that, and like the the much more or having a lot more power come more from those batteries density and all density that. than what um yes these guys oh man anyways i'm curious to see where that goes um in the future i still hold true to the fact that i know we're looking at different ways with graphene and stuff like that Lith- lithium is not going anywhere right now just because it's a standard and I think there can be improvements made to lithium to make it better. Well, we saw that. Yeah. You can, the new material so that it makes it safer. I think Galaxy Note 7 probably would love to invest it in ways to make their uh, their battery a little they safer lost, now. And that, was a, that was such a bad... It was hilarious because they were beginning to start, you know, clinching on the heels of Apple and they kind of just lost they a just lot lost. of momentum Oh, my on goodness. So... Uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. I, I struggle on to where I think the batteries are going to go. I will say one thing that I do be- agree with, because the system is made up like this already, is all of this is going to be a hybrid in the future anyways. Yeah. You're going to have solar. You're going to have wind. Yeah. You're still going to have um, like hydro and all this type of stuff. I, I, I have no problem imagining a, a day where there's um you know it's almost basically completely run off renewable ironically i feel like we do have to use some fossil fuels right now to order get in in order to get to that area just because of we have to produce things to do that right yeah yeah so and there's some cool things that happen with even with coal the scrubbers that scrub the material that comes up from coal Mm -hmm. um the collection of the particles that it collects make our concrete blocks two to three times harder Really, um, and so when you're building houses, all of a sudden they're more—they're just even that much more solid stuff like that. Yeah. So, anyways, that can be made, I'm sure, on the side, anyways, if need be, right? But, uh, like I say, in the end, I still think there's going to be this massive diversity, um, and I'm going to let you take this from here, just because. This whole storage thing, I think you maybe got a better idea than I do of what that's going to be. Well, I, what, what I really know is I don't know anything about this. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling you, like, man, okay, we're looking at these research articles, and I'm like, what? This, the, I mean, battery tech is so rapidly moving forward that it's hard to, it's hard to catch up, you know? And, and, and uh, I think what, what's going to start happening is we're going to start seeing applications of other stuff that we've talked about. Okay. We talked about AI and machine learning. We saw a quick little clip from uh, Stanford where they're using machine learning to uh, essentially take a look at all the materials or all the, yeah, all the materials that have lithium in it. Like there's a 1200 or so naturally occurring materials that have lithium in it. Figuring out which ones, based on AI machine learning, which ones actually would be a better better use in batteries. Right. So that's going to be one aspect of it, the AI and machine learning. Um, the other thing is I think we're going to start seeing microgrids. We're going to start seeing people. 
Yeah, I can see that. You know, people were are were like like you know the self sustaining house where you've mm-hmm. got your you you generate your own power or it's generated by by the sunlight and you store it, and you've got a lot of people that are doing that, and then you're feeding into the grid, and so you've got these micro little grids set up and and. It changes the equation. It really does. It makes me. It made me sound like it sound like a commune type system. <laughs> Let's all share the Let's electricity all, well, together. Yeah, I mean, okay, which could happen. I don't know. I mean, well, that's, that's what we're doing right now. We're we're all sharing the same that's, electricity. Well, yes, you that's know? true. I'm thinking like a whole neighborhood shares like a. Oh yeah. Um, and if it's if it's cost effective, like if you're okay, let's say you're paying you know a hundred bucks a month for electricity. If you can bring that down to forty to fifty dollars a month, why wouldn't you get an elect- a solar roof? I mean, why wouldn't you do that? Because the the benefits outweigh you know outweigh themselves, and so right. um, or or the outweigh the negatives really, and so um, that's one part of it. I think the other part is we're going to start seeing batteries again as these as these breakthroughs start happening, and as, as we get all these solid state electrolytes. They're going to be safer. They're going to be. We're going to be able to pull these batteries in, and actually, the phones and the different devices that we have, and even the cars. I mean, we're going to get car batteries that are going to that are going to be five hundred mile minimum range, minimum, which is needed for long drives in the Midwest when there's nothing in between. Yeah, Nebraska. South Dakota. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. So we're going to start seeing that as a minimum, I think, um, as, as we develop this tech, this tech. And that's a great thing. Absolutely. That's an awesome thing because now, you know, even if you're not driving long distances, 500 miles to a charge, I mean, okay, let's say you're just going from work and back. Yeah. I mean, you can charge your car once every two weeks, you know, (laughs) So think about that. Again, you're going to go to the gas station. I think I would get even more than that. To get your Diet Coke, Peter. <laughs> not, not, not to fill up. <laughs> well, hey, you know what, though? You got to, you bring up a great point. I know. I just realized something about that. Okay. <laughs> what? We'll try to end on this, guys. Sorry. But miles per gallon. Miles per gallon, right? Yeah. That's a fluctuating thing if you're in city versus out of city. Yeah, yeah. I don't know this, but I'm sure there's maybe a little bit of fluctuation, but I'm guessing the discrepancy is not as high in electric. Probably not. Right? Yeah, probably not. And then cause, and then you're using, well, they have MPGE, so miles per gallon equivalent. Okay. So again, they there's no gallon per se. I need to research this, guys. I'm sorry. I just, this just hit me though. <laughs> but that changes the game. Like, yeah. Like yeah. if I'm if I'm if I'm getting ninety if I'm getting what eighteen miles to the gallon in the city and I'm getting twenty eight, um, uh, which yeah twenty eight on the highway or something like that. Uh, if if that if that goes from twenty eight to let's say I know electric could be higher than that, but probably but uh, twenty eight to. Yeah, so they do a combined city highway, like the Tesla. Okay, the 2015 Tesla. Yeah. You know, let's say you're doing the um, 85, the all-wheel drive 85D battery, or 80, yeah, 100. You got to range from anywhere from 89 to 100 miles per gallon combined. 
Combined. Combined. So, I mean, that's wow. crazy. That's yeah. You know, you've you've got so much. You got so much power there. So, but anyways, um, to end this on a, on, a, on a good note, I think we're we're gonna start seeing a lot of. I'm I'm excited to see what like Apple's gonna do with their battery tech. I'm excited to see what um, other phone manufacturers um, are going to do with their tech because, again, that's one of the biggest complaints about your phone is my battery dies. True. And you don't want to sacrifice the design of the phone and they're going to get smaller and smaller to put in a big battery, although some people would probably love that and they'd, they'd say, I don't care. I don't care if it's two millimeters thicker. Right. But again, you know, for progress to continue, you need to make them smaller and use, you know, better, better materials. And so we'll start seeing a lot of that. Definitely. I think the future is going to be charged. (laughs) (laughs) That's a terrible, that's a terrible pun, but I'm, uh, we're excited though. It's going to be a good, good future with, with a lot of the battery tech we're seeing. Oh, well, thanks everybody for tuning into this episode of Future Break. Once again, appreciate all of you listeners' uh, continued encouragement. Um, if you ever want to reach out to us, you can go on Twitter and reach out to us at Future Break Pod. That's Future Break P O D. Or head to our website, futurebreak.net. Where else can they go, Serge? Yeah, so um, you can also find us on Facebook. Uh, we're also at Future Break on facebook um we've got an instagram account we like to share kind of uh you know <laughs> reminders of an episode so it's a good yes. way to, to catch up on that um also you can subscribe to us on itunes and give us a rating we'd love to we love to see that as well and and um, again thank you guys so much for subscribing to us we're working on um kind of some ideas for our email list so yes. we'd love for you to sign up um if you like this kind of stuff the other thing is we're, we're, we're looking towards doing like a blog, you know, where we start actually writing some of these things down and, and supplementing what we do in the podcast. So, um, and we do have one announcement that we're going to be making in the next couple of weeks. Really excited about that. Yes. We'll tell you about it more. Right. right. Whoa. Blew we got a, we got a really cool thing that, uh, that's coming up here. So, um, yeah, so stay tuned. Stay tuned to that. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, stick around. We'll be back next week. Until then, take care. And have a magical day.